Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! All right, this is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different band, different artist, and we break down one of the records. We get into the lyrics, music, how it was made, some of the extracurriculars, and everything in between. My name is Tyler. Way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. While you're listening, go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, give us five stars and five stars only. Um, All the social media is at Asinine Radio, TikTok, Instagram, fucking Twitter, everything. Asinine Radio. So, um... Let's get right into the episode. What are we doing today, Jeff? No doy. We're doing a CQY or Can't Kill Yourselves album, volume one. So, Jeff, what is your, uh, what's your origin story with CKY? Go. So, uh, my origin story is CKY, the crew, bam, the jackass, pretty jackass stuff, um, before the band CKY. Mm-hmm. And I mean, CKY crew got their name from CKY, the band, the band was first and then bam used it and started filming stuff, whatever. But I was more into the filming aspect of CKY than I was the band. And it wasn't, uh, it wasn't until much later that I got, I, I don't want to say into, I've never really been into this band outside of a handful of songs, but there's been two times that I've listened to a lot of CKY. One is when I worked at Blockbuster I think that was right out of high school, right? It was like eighteen or nineteen. Yeah, it was like yeah, it was like right out of high school. Yeah, and I worked right with before this the guy. Shutdown. I read this guy Evan, and he was good friends with Rob, and he was like obsessed with CKY. And one day when we were closing, I just put, I put on ninety six quite bitter beings, and he like lost it. He's like, oh my fucking god! And then we just talked about CKY constantly after that, and that's why I listened to so much of an answer can be found, is because that oh. same guy Evan, I went to Vegas. When I went to Vegas with Rob. Do you remember that time? Oh yeah. I re- that was that was a trip where I was just that was almost as weird as the Ohio trip that you took. The, 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 well, hold on there, dude. Well, the Ohio trip wasn't that weird because at least one out of the two people I went with—that's okay. Like you I knew I was close with, with, I was yeah. familiar. We hung out. The Rob Vegas trip was fucking bizarre because both of them I really didn't know that well. And it was funny because I had worked with this guy Evan at Blockbuster. And when we're driving over to Vegas, I was like talking about it and he was, and we had talked and we'd fucking met like multiple times. Right. And we like, I don't, yeah. we, we never hung out, but we had talked extensively about CKY, about music, about skating. He had no idea who I was. Fucking no idea. Are you serious? Yeah. No idea who I was. What I was a like, fucking dude, weirdo. We, I was like, we worked together for like four months, bro. Like, are you kidding me? I'm the only other person there that was in our age group. Whatever. So he loved CKY. He loved an answer. An answer could be found, and that came out right before I started working at Blockbuster, like 2005. Mm-hmm. And the other time was my cousin's ex. He used to take me to a bunch of shows, um, specifically Event Sevenfold, because that was like one of his favorite bands. So, so I've seen Event Sevenfold way more times than I needed to. 
But CQI <laughs> went on tour with them a lot, and I saw them like two or three times opening up for Avenged in various areas in LA, and uh, that was cool. But I only, I was still only really there for '96 Quite Bitter Bings, you know. Yeah, I mean, like, I wasn't familiar with them. I'm just I, that, that's what I'm there for. So that's that's really like my entirety, my origin story. But this week, I like them more this week than I ever have in my entire life. I will say, <laughs> I agree with you on that last part. Absolutely. They're way better because they're better than I thought they were going to be. I mean, I had zero expectations. Well, not zero expectations because I, I, an answer can be found. I listen to that record a lot. So my origin story is is Jackass. Um, did you know about the CKY videos before Jackass? Yeah. Okay. So I, I didn't know that. I mean, you were more in the skating into the skating culture than I was. So that, make, that makes sense. But Jackass was my my introduction to the to the band, and you know, watching the fucking <laughs> the golf not the golf cart, the shopping cart, shopping cart, and uh, and that's hearing Dico's the song. Bit. Was it Deco's bit? Really? Yeah, that's Deco's bit. Oh, yeah, Deco is the best. Okay, so also we're gonna be talking a lot about the actual videos on this episode. So much, yeah, because the videos are just iconic. They're yeah, fucking amazing. Fuck. Who cares? Do um, but no, yeah, my my origin story is is Jackass watching those CKY clips in the, in that show and then realize, and then looking it up and finding out, Oh my God, there is two other CKY videos and let's watch that. So I, I got a hold of those ones and yeah, it just, it's fucking, it's so funny. I mean, obviously the CKY, the CKY videos are more like skits and skateboarding where, where jackass is just stunts and doing stupid shit. CKY had a little bit of everything, which was, which makes it kind of, it makes it actually really unique. It makes it more like a show. Oh, not a show. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it it just it just adds this kind of unique feel, and then it makes you kind of realize like Bam, Bam Margera is like a really smart dude. He yes, dude, he was he did fucking everything. He yeah. shot it. He edited it. You know he he just did everything. He wrote he, he, the entire thing. Yes, it, it's it's his baby, and anybody who who talks shit on him for that is just they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. But um. Yeah, that's my origin story is Jackass. And then, um, you know, friend of the pod, Annie, she she loves, loves CKY, or at least she did back in the day. I don't know if she still does. But um, but when her and I met, like in 2003, it was 2003 when we met, um, you know, she we she listened to them all the time. And then when an answer can be found, we both got that on CD and we would just listen to it all the time. We, we would drive out to LA to go to a show and we'd listen to that or Thrice or Jeff Buckley because she loves Jeff Buckley. <laughs> Or whatever, you know, we would just, it was just, but CKY was always a band that we listened to or her and I listened to. So there's a lot of nostalgia, especially for that record and, and for the band. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's my origin story. So let's get into, uh, to your initial thoughts on, uh, volume one. What do you got? So listening to this the first time I had this ranked as like right in the, like honestly, right out of the five records, this was number three. This is right in the middle the more I listen to it, and I think that's just with any album we do on the pod, the more you listen to it, the more you try to find things that you like or like take mm-hmm. out the things you don't like and leave the stuff that you love. I think when we do albums on the pod, they always tend to like get ranked a little bit higher than I would have on a sub on just like a first listen. So, so this one crept up to my number two, but there's no fucking way this will be uh, infiltrate, destroy, rebuild. No way. But a couple, a couple of things here, which I thought were really funny. Um, I listen to a lot of the stuff at the record store that I work at, Rock This Town Records. Huge shout out. Huge shout out. 
And this fucking guy walks in, right? This fucking guy walks in. And within within five seconds, dude, he walks in. The door's not even, like, finishing closing yet. And he's like, dude, is this CQY? <laughs> I was like, what? Are you serious? <laughs> and he's from, like, fucking Phoenix, dude. He grew like, born and raised in Arizona. He's 35, like, same age as we are. Graduated mm. the same year as high school. And I was like, what the fuck? So I was just, like, I was superbly curious onto, like, the history of what I thought would be, like, skate culture, right? Because I mm-hmm. thought... I still think that that even though CKY the band came before CKY the videos, CKY the videos made CKY the band more popular because though that got traction a lot faster than CKY the band and CKY the yeah. band, there's not a lot there. But he had never. He said he watched. He listened to the band well before the videos. Never even heard of the videos. What? Yeah, which I thought was fucking so bizarre. I just I could not even wrap my head around that aspect. Um, but yeah, I, I, he, he, he brought it up. He was like, I was like, dude, how the fuck did you know this CKY? He said, because they're iconic, bro. He's like, they're so unique that, that guitar kind of chugging where it's both of them. And then they add like the little synth in the background kind of note matching. That's very unique to CKY. And it really is. There's not, I can't, I mean, I don't listen to like a lot of this style of metal music, but there's yeah. not a band that I can think of that sounds like CKY. Not to say that CKY is going to win any Grammys anytime soon or be like the best thing ever, but they are very, very unique. Boring more often than not, but very, very <laughs> unique. And I thought that was really, really interesting just to get somebody from, from Arizona's perspective. Even though we're from California, right, where these guys are from the East Coast, but I feel like East Coast and West Coast always develop at the same rate at the same time. It's true. Musically, That's... art, and things like that. I've never heard anybody say they've heard the band before the videos. That, that's fucking weird. That's, that, I know. That's really, that's really weird. Really, really weird. So yeah, I, um, my, my first impression of this album was, meh, it's okay. After like 96 Quite Bitter Beings, which opens up the album, after that it kind of tapers off. But the more I listened to it, the more I, I kind of like said, okay, calm down, bro. Relax. Listen to it. It did get better and better and better. Um, there are a lot of, I think half, almost half these songs are okay. I do have like half bangers. But mm. it is a lot better than I thought it was going to be before we started doing uh, the breakdown. So, yeah, my, my initial thoughts, you know, I did expect this to be worse. Because I've listened to this record. Obviously, I've listened to Infiltrate and, um, my God, what? Jesus Answer? Christ. Answer to, yeah. Listen to those, and I've always, besides the third one, you know, I've always just thought, you know, it's just background music. Really, that's what CKY is. They're not bad by any means. They're just more background music, like when you're doing stuff, doing chores, homework, whatever it is, whatever, wherever you're at in your life. That's all. That's all they really are. Um, but this week, you know, it really, it was really eye-opening, and and there are some really great moments, especially on this record. Um, Ninety-six quite bitter beans. It's a great opener. That riff, I think, is iconic. Um, but then after this song, the album sure does take a dip. Like, big time. It takes a dip. It it's still good. Direction. Yeah, and nothing gets nearly as good as this song. Like, at all. It's a really, really standalone track. But, it, you know, it, it could also be due to nostalgia and, and all that. But really, that riff, that riff is so cool. It's so fucking good. <laughs> it is. Like even not even just like on, on the catchiness aspect, but the technical aspect of it too. It's not like the easiest riff to play either. It's not. There's a bunch it's of slides in there. It's it's, it's yeah. good. His yeah. use of just the single notes of the power chord, single notes of the power. It's just he's 
he honestly Darren is a pretty solid guitar player. Yeah. And I didn't really I didn't really realize it until I was watching the the CKY videos this week. And a lot of the times Bam would have like shots of Darren recording guitar on on the first rec from the first and second record. And uh and dude, yeah, he's way, way more technical than I than I had ever thought. And then you really, really listen, take a deep dive into his, his actual playing on the record and yeah, he's he's it's like a to me this this his playing in this band is like a constant jam session. It's like Darren comes up with this one riff and he just jams on it for three, four minutes. And then yeah. the band just plays along with them. Like every song is essentially just a jam. There's nothing ever. It doesn't really like seem, it doesn't really seem like anything is really very thought out. It's just like, I have a riff play, you know, at this BPM in this key. And then I'll just kind of riff off of that. And that's it. Yeah. And then, and then the vocals are just a placeholder. They're there because they need to be there. That's all that really is. Like I, I just I think that's how he wrote the songs because Darren wrote all the songs on this record, and then it's with it's his, it's his written by Darren Miller with Chad Ginsburg and Jess Margera. So, I mean, it's all Darren, and you hear it like on that last record that without Darren, I mean, it's a huge, not a huge, but it's it's a it's, it's a it's fucking fairly totally large, different. fairly large stylistic change, um, having Chad write all the songs. But anyway. This this album, <laughs> Volume One, Seek, or Can't Kill Yourself, which is, you know, for a long time I had no idea that, that was the the meaning behind the band, or that was actually the name of the band, Can't Kill Yourself. I always that was the, the band, original name of the band because I watched the videos before I really knew the band. I always thought the band was just like Jess providing, like like instrumentation to Bam's videos. Like I didn't realize like the band was a thing trying to get off its feet. And I'm sure as shit didn't realize until this week that the band was like a third iteration, right? Going from, what was it, some fucking other band name and then Oil and then landing on CPY. Yeah. Like I had no idea that it was like two other prior things. I always thought it was just music being made to fit BAM's videos. Like that's, No, I mean, yeah. It's, I, for I the longest time, that that's what I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I thought it was more of like Jess's thing, and he kind of had these guys come in with him and and record as a band. But no, it it predates like by like two or three years. It predates the videos, and it wasn't until Bam thought, "Oh, this might be a really cool idea if we made this as like as one giant kind of like art project," which it, it kind of is. The whole the whole CK CKY brand is kind of an art project, yeah. from the music to the video to the skateboarding to the artwork. Everything is just it's this giant entity and i think that's so cool like that and and it's so cool and it's so ambitious for a guy who's like 18 years old not even you know? they started doing, it was like, it was <laughs> well, like yeah fucking no 14 well, yeah no they, yeah they were doing the skits far before that but but bringing along all the music and everything that goes along like everything that we're going to be talking about today you know that right there is just god dude i mean he was the guy for what i mean bam has made a lot of questionable decisions over the last 10 years but what he was doing when he was younger, the guy is an entrepreneur, man. The guy knows what the fuck he's doing. It's 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 admirable, honestly. It really is. I, so like 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 skate videos have been around for decades. Not 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 nothing new. Like the first skate video I ever got was "Jump Off a Building" by Toy Story, Toy Machine, mm-hmm. Toy Story, Toy Machine, and <laughs> Jess was in that video, actually. Like I think Jess that predates. Was? Yeah, I think that predates CKY too, um, but. But like putting music Wait, what was in, what was Jess doing in the video? Just being himself. Just 
because Bam was but a part he, he of things. Skate, though. No, but if you're part of the crew, you're there you're filming, no, that's true, yeah. goofing yeah. off, drinking at 16. But like, <laughs> like, like skate videos are just are 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 a thing. Uh, whatever, they're fun. It's a montage. And then Jackass was more like an SNL thing. It's that's that sketch. Essentially, that sketch comedy is what Jackass yeah. is, right? It's sketch comedy to the extreme. It's uh, unscripted sketch comedy. But what Bam did was kind of like bridge this like this this underbelly skate culture that people were afraid of, and then bring it to like the SNL crowd. He brought sketch comedy into this thing where where now it's accessible to 15-year-olds, to like 20-year-olds, to 30-year-olds. Like everybody is fucking either shocked by it or think it's hilarious. But everybody knows what it is. Everyone's seen it. And sure as shit now. And I know like Johnny Knoxville, I, I didn't realize he was doing this, this type of like stunts as early as he was with the whole like gunshot thing that, that we talked about off yeah. pod. Like I didn't know that was so early on in his career. But Jackass would not be Jackass without CKY. Fuck no. No way. No, no way. I mean, obviously, Jackass was the, the combination of Big Brother magazine and CKY. I mean, Big Brother was doing similar things, but it was mainly focused on skating with, like, kind of stunts. But CKY had it all. CKY had the stunts, the skits, the skateboarding, the music. And it wasn't just... And what what's so cool about Bam is that he didn't only utilize you know other artists like you know big name bands like ramones you know black flag you know the big punk bands or whatever instead he had his fucking brother's band come in and do most of the music for these videos especially the first two videos it was mostly cky and but big brother took you know music from all these kind of hardcore bands and stuff like that and i and i like i love how kind of in-house the whole cky thing was they rarely kind of went out of out of that that realm, and it's like once you're kind of a part of the CKY crew, you're always a part of it. Like when you watch the videos, they they credit so many videos as or so many uh, skaters and stuff as like part of the crew, and I think that's so cool. It's so it's fucking so cool. cool. And everybody has their own little stupid nicknames, as as cheesy as they are. It's like he made this like whole almost like this whole universe. It's really it's 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 fascinating, honestly. What this, what this kid, I mean, he was a kid. What this kid I, I, I did and was capable I think, of. I think the only other, if you like rank like most popular skaters, not just like the best skater, medals, whatever, the most popular skater, Tony Hawk's always number one. Always oh, going to be number one. Without always a doubt. will be. Number yeah. two is Bam. Bam is I the second yeah. most like popular skateboarder of all time. And and I think like what he did with CKY was we're not, we're seeing sketch comedy, but not in like a single camera thing like we see SNL in. We're seeing like, like the skater himself is holding the video camera now, right? So it's a very, yeah. it's something in between like SNL, Mad TV, and then like home videos. I'm skateboarding and holding the camera at me, knowing I'm about to get fucked. And like, that's the other thing too. Like people are getting hurt and it's funny. Yeah. Cause that's what we want to well, see. Well, a couple of things too with CKY is that they, the, the videos, I mean, you were more into the skating culture than I was, but. You know, up to that point, up to the CKY videos, there weren't a lot of videos showing people getting hurt, of people bailing out. It was always of, of skaters like, landing the trick, you know, doing the trick a hundred times and landing it twice. You know what I mean? Yeah. But with CKY, there was a great balance of all of it, of the fuck ups, the injuries, the the you know landing of the of the of the tricks. It was a great combination of that. And what I love about the editing of of especially the first, I mean. The fourth CKY is just a best of. That's all that really is. It's like yeah. it's like the B sides of CKY three. 
but but like the first two are like just this he he balanced it so well to where like okay you get enough of the the skating stuff and then he'll drop into like a skit but not like the full skit he'll do like a quarter of that skit or half the skit and then jump into like a stunt and then go back to the skit like his editing and the way he developed I don't want to say the story but the way he developed the timeline of these videos was was really good because it, it kept your attention like you didn't get bored like some of the skits are fucking dumb they're really really dumb yeah but because he was he split them the way he did it made it okay like it was a nice break between everything else and not only that what i think what, what i think makes cky the video so great also is that you know it seemed like well it was they were all friends like it wasn't just a bunch of paid actors with bam writing everything Bam was in on it. They were just like buddies and everybody could relate to that. We could all relate to doing stupid things when we're 12, 14 years old, you know? You and I, all, we both did stupid shit like this. Even before seeing Jackass and CQY. We CQY inspired shit. me to skate more. Like I, I was never good at skating. Like At best, I could probably kickflip on my first, maybe second attempt. Like yeah. At best. like That's how good I was at skating. I, I'm, I was never good at it. Never really liked it that much. But I did it because of CKY. Like that's why I started skating was because of these videos. There you go. That that's that's so rad. It's I got so out. Rad. I met people. I fucking had friends that I I don't ever talk to. I stopped talking to ever since high school, really. But like those those memories, those experiences that we had, like those will never, those will always be with you. You know, like those friends that you had yeah. early on. Like you, you probably don't talk to them. You don't know who they are. You know where they went. You don't even follow them on Facebook anymore. But like those are the memories that shaped who you are today yeah and it's because that's great this fucking kid this bam Margera, this fucking guy <laughs> this fucking guy who's, who's equally ugly and annoying and, and fucking selfish and puts himself in every goddamn fucking popular skit that he possibly can <laughs> but damn dude the guy like i don't know he created something great he really he, did he created he was, a world like you said a universe he was never he was never the best at anything he did you know, he was never the best part of the skit. He was never the best part of the stunt. He was never the best skateboarder, like we already touched upon. But it was his character, and it was who he surrounded himself with, and then what he built around those people. You know, it, it's God. He does not get enough credit. He really doesn't, and it sucks. He does. He deserves it, honestly. He really, really does. And it's just, it's such a shame he's fallen down such like a crazy. I don't know thing right now. It's it's it sucks. I, I think a lot of it stems from Dunn. Obviously, when Dunn died, yeah. I mean, Dunn and Bam were, were friends. That's like an understatement. They were they were fucking twins. They were brothers. They were oh yeah. So they were closer than anybody in the Jackass universe, CQY universe ever was, and so that really fucked them up. And like these kids were so young, and by the time CQY four hit, right, Jackass had already started because Knox was done. CKY3 and CKY4, they're already making a bunch of fucking money. And they're still like 19. Like, Rab himself was barely 21 by the time he's, uh, you know, that skit where he pushes him in the shopping cart and he runs into the fucking vending machine and slams his head into the vending machine. <laughs> he was like yeah. 21 at that point. Already, oh, dude. Already pulling in a pretty big paycheck for these guys in like rural Pennsylvania. Like, they don't fucking know what to do with this money. They don't know what they're supposed to do with it. All they do is just drink and do a bunch of drugs. Because they're kids. Yes. No, you're right. And uh, talking about that vending machine skit. Oh, shit. 
It looks like Rap dies, dude. It looks like Rap like hits his head and fucking <laughs> he dies. Does. And that skit has uh, Jimmy Pop and Evil Jared from Bloodhound Gang. Yeah. Because they're really good friends with him. And it's Evil Jared who convinces him to do it the second time. He's fucking, Evil Jared's huge. <laughs> he's like, oh yeah, just do it. You fuck, you'll be fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. And then as he's pushing, he's like, yeah, he's going to fucking die. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucked up, man. Evil Jared, man. It's that, that guy. Is he big in real life? Because he looks no, fucking he's big. huge in these videos. I think he's like 6'3". He's a big guy. And yeah. he's jacked. And he's, he's ripped. fucking exactly. jacked. Yeah. Yeah, he's fucking ripped. Yeah, I mean, did you, you never ended up watching that Bloodhound Gang DVD, did you? No. No, man. You gotta... It's... It's gonna make you feel really, really uncomfortable in oh. so many ways. Like the what what Evil Jared did to their drummer, that original drummer. It's it's fucked up, man. It's sad. It's really, really sad. But like he has that. There were parts that were really funny, but then it. It's. I recommend everybody. You can probably find. Oh, maybe not on YouTube because there's a lot of nudity in it. I don't know. Go watch that Bloodhound Gang DVD. From their from their tour on their second record, One Fierce Beer Coaster, because it's fucking insane. It's so insane. I even have my own Evil Jared story when I I didn't even meet the guy, but I was around him, and it was oh, it was quite the experience. Holy was it the shit. House of Blue show? Yeah, it was the House of Blue show. That was I've never experienced a show like that before. How the fuck is I, I remember the story? How the fuck is that even like legal? Is that <laughs> that's one of the reasons why Disneyland's like, nah, dude, we well, don't want this banned, House of Blue they, shit. Yeah, they banned the band after that that show. And that was one of the last shows they played in the US until I think like 2012 cuz they at that point they said they would never play a show in the in the United States until George Bush was out of office. And Ugh, and I think it ended up being boys. Yeah, and I think it ended up being like until 2012 when they finally played a show in the US like, again. Like as if that's going to make a fucking difference on I any know. like platform. I think they whatsoever. were just I think they were just doing it to piss people off because that's all that band did was do things oh, to piss people off. Silly boys. But yeah, dude, that was a that was that was a show I will never forget. Why? It was fucking insane. Anyway, but we're not talking about Bloodhound Gang. We're talking about anyway. CQI. We we haven't even anyway, Owen two. We've Owen barely two. even talked about Ninety Six Quite Bitter Wings. Yeah, let's get back into this song. Let's focus. Let's focus up here. Um, so I just another thing about CQI. The band yeah. the, the the videos. Videos. Every time I hear that, dee, 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 I, all I remember, all I can think of is Bam doing the middle finger to Devil Horns, the middle finger on the beat, dee, 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 middle finger, Devil Horns, middle finger, Devil oh, Horns, yeah. middle finger, Devil Horns. <laughs> yeah. And I still, to this day, like whenever I listen to the song, I always try and do it as fast as I can. Because Bam does it so good. He did it really he good. He does, yeah. I know. But this is, obviously, this is their most iconic song by far, hands down. It's an absolute killer riff. Watching him play it, because he doesn't, he, there's a couple slides. It just looks cool. It looks it's visually appealing. It's a good looking riff. And then using like yeah. the synth under like the main riff just adds like a nice depth to the song. It's very, very CKY. And again, not many bands sound like CKY. And they don't right. always sound great when they do it, but fuck man, it's iconic. And this is just <laughs> it really is. This is fun, man. I love Jess's drum beat. It's simple. Adds that little open hi hat note every so often. And like mm-hmm. those dark background vocals, <laughs> that is goofy. That is like I know that is I what know. ghosts should be doing. This is why I say like ghost sounds too serious. This is obviously fucking goofy. You cannot take this seriously, no matter what. 
you can see you can just see him like holding like beers in their hands, like chugging back and forth like a pirate shanty, right? <laughs> it is goofy. It sounds goofy. It sounds extraordinarily fun. I love it. Yes, I do too. I do too. And I, I think the, the way you're talking about with Jess's drums, that that kind of disco beat, that scat, yeah, yeah. It I love that part too. I love it. And just how when it drops into that verse, it's just a bump, 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 bottom, bump, bump. And then just, there's this little slide, and then it, then the then the vocals drop in there, and it's just it's so heavy. And then the only part of the song which I think is kind of weird is when it just gets. It turns into that complete sloppy chaos. fucking yeah that sloppy yeah that shit. sloppy part they do it what two or three times in the song yeah. you're like why why what's the why are you doing this <laughs> <It's> <laughs> it's so just, good it's just this fucking wall of noise that just hits you and and then and then but then it immediately drops back into the into the um into the the verse kind of but then Jess is kind of doubling it up on the drums like and then it it's 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 a really interesting song. I mean, it goes all, there's so many different things going on in this song, in this three and a half, almost four minute song. Yeah. Man, it's, it's all over the place. And then I didn't know this, but you know, lyrically, this is, um, it's, it's part of a trilogy. Cool. It's it is so pretty cool. cool. So it, it's based. So the song is, is, is based around a, a fictitious town called Hellview. And in this song, it talks about these, these guys driving through, driving in the middle of nowhere. They go through this small town of 96 people and they're just, they don't like people passing through and they kill people that come through. And so that's, that's the story of this song is, is them initially driving through, through Hellview and then running away and kind of like building that, building that world of Hellview. And then there are two other songs on other records. I don't remember the name of the songs right now. I think one of them is called Hellview. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a story of this, this overarching story that goes throughout their career, the band's career. I think it's so, which, it's cool. so cool. Like yeah. it, it's, it's based, I mean, it's, it's inspired by like, like slasher films of like seventies oh, yeah. and eighties, but it builds, it builds the world. It really builds the world. And you listen to the lyrics and you read about them and it's, it's kind of like telling a story through like a narrative perspective, right? It's saying like, here's mm -hmm. what's happening. And then this, and then this, and then this, and then this. But it's a little bit deeper than that. It's it's a little bit deeper because, like at one point, the the guys are like running for their lives and and they're talking about footprints. They're leaving footprints in the mud, but like leaving footprints in the mud, they're going to be able to be followed and then get killed. And the song ends with like all we ever wanted, and then it kind of tapers off because I think mm -hmm. these two guys kind of knew what they were getting themselves into. They knew about the town of Hellview. They knew what happens to people that go there, but they went there anyway, right? Maybe journalists, maybe thrill seekers whatever it is but when you when you know there's trouble there and you still go there anyway and then be surprised about like when you experience that trouble i think that's that's kind of cool and the song ends with all we all we ever wanted and then it just tapers an off answer. but there are other parts where he says where yeah where they want an answer yeah the last one though just doesn't do that and it's like that's them being killed being captured and then they'll finish it further in the subsequent stories but i did i didn't yeah. go back and read the, the part i didn't two, either. part three yeah, I because should have, I, but whatever. I don't know. I like I like it as is. I really do. I think this was a fucking dope song. This is way better lyrically. This song specifically was way better lyrically than I thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. It was yeah. great. I loved it. It's way way deeper, way way deeper than I was expecting. Dude, so, the wah on the on the vocal part, the wah 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 wah. <laughs> yeah. So dumb. So dumb. <laughs> God, it's good. Yeah, this song is. I mean, this is this song is really a beyond banger. It really is. I mean, everything about it is, 
it's it's a perfect song. It really, really is a perfect song. So, um, do we have anything else on this one? No, that's it. That's all. Okay. Uh, so I wanted to shout out real quick. The reason why, one of the reasons why we're doing this album this week is because somebody, a listener um, of the podcast, requested that we that we do CKY. He loves this band, so we're doing it for him. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to shout him out hear- real quick. I want to hear this dude's rankings of the albums. Yeah, I'm That's... curious too. Yeah, if you're listening, DM us and let us know know your rankings because I, I want to hear why you really like them as much as you do. Well, I mean, they're great, but I mean, we're not lifelong CKY fans, so DM. I, us. I just I don't think I don't think CKY is anybody's favorite band. I just don't. I, I there's not there's not enough here to be your favorite band, even like by nostalgia standpoint there's just there's not enough here to be a favorite band this is a band that you love that you hold near and dear to your heart maybe it's a little goofy but a favorite band i don't know if i see that i don't i don't see enough here to be a favorite band and that's not a bad thing because there are a lot of bands like that are i feel fit that description and they're just yeah anyway my favorite band has done more bad than good but i well that's my favorite band because they released my favorite album yeah but they've done more bad than good I would agree with you on that. Well, yeah, I would say Same more with bad your than favorite, good. My favorite band too. They've been way more bad than good. Well, that's wrong. <laughs> I would say it's like ninety percent. It's like ninety ten. Ninety good, ten for corn. Questionable. Yeah, for corn. You got to be joking my ass right now. I wouldn't even say that ten percent is bad. I just say that ten percent. Oh is questionable. my god, it's questionable. Ninety percent amazing. So, I don't, hey man, I don't make the rules. I don't make the rules. Yeah, okay. So, what is uh, your what is your to be? Oh, shit, dude, you're really jumping into this. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, so my my to be is promiscuous daughter. What? Yeah. What? Well, okay, so so how okay, do you have any before we move on? Do you have any stinkers on this record? No. Okay. I have one stinker. Which one? To all of you? To all of you, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Figured. That's all right. Wait, does it, that doesn't sit as a banger for you, right? This one, this one's no, not no, for sure, no. This one's an okay through and through. Um, I guess it was supposedly inspired by the My Bloody Valentine song. Sometimes, with the which, To All of You song. Yeah. Okay. Which I listened I to the My Bloody Valentine song sometimes, and I thought that song was pretty dope. Like I thought it was pretty fucking good, but. I, I did put my bloody Valentine on my listen to list now that I have a different perspective on it. And then Darren did this song acoustically on like his solo album, acoustic acoustified or something shit like that. Yeah. And it was pretty cool. Did that. But okay. it's not, it's not a great song. No, it's, it's an okay song through and through. It'll never be a banger, but I don't think it's a stinker. No, I just, I didn't like it. I did not like it at all. I, okay. All right. I thought it was really boring. It was too slow. I mean, they're already a band, like we said. They're 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 a band that does a lot of the same, and it's never really, really, really great. Most of it, and to do a song like this is just, ugh, I just don't care. It's not, <laughs> it's not good. Um, so yeah, that 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 that's my stinker on here. But um, how, how many bangers do you have? Um, I think I have five. Okay, Six? I have four. Five, I have, I have four. five bangers. Okay, got it. So I have four, and yeah, my my number two is Promiscuous Daughter. So what, what okay. do you think about this one? This was uh, this is an okay song, but I put this as almost a B. It was close. 
And then why is that? There's not a lot here. I, I, I really think it's just based around like that main kind of riff. Yeah. And this is like a jam song. There's a lot of really fucking dope, like heavy parts. But I just don't think it goes anywhere. I don't think it goes anywhere musically. I don't think it goes anywhere lyrically. And I think if I'm looking for a cool kind of like psychedelic metal jam song, there are better of that on this album than My Promiscuous Daughter. So what I what I like about this song is that it, it's, it's a little bit faster. It sounds like it's not Darren singing on this song because he's not doing his, his typical his typical vocals, I guess, vocal stylings. Um, so I, I kind of like that. The main riff, too, it it's, has this kind of very swingy, catchy feel to it. Um, and it just follows that vocal melody so, so well. Some great drum fills and transitions from Jess. And that's another thing, too. I never really thought about Jess as being a great drummer. But he's fucking solid, man. He has some really, really great parts. And he just, he he's really in the pocket. He really just... He just knows how to play the, to these damn songs, and he he's busy when he needs to be, and it's uh, it's great. And th- th- this is one of the th- this is one of those examples. Um, also, you know, w- when everything kind of just when the guitar, we're really just the guitars stop, and it's just the bass playing that melody line, fucking great. And then it slows down quite a bit at that part, and then it just gets very stoner rock. But then it picks up again too. Like it's this great breakdown, this great bridge of just slowing it down to that stoner rock thing and then bringing it back out of it it's uh, it's a great song i think it's one of the more it's definitely one of the more uh varied songs one of the more songs that that has has a that's not just one sound you know it's not just like because not just like one wall of sound like a lot of cky is just that you're just getting hit with a lot of noise there's not yeah. a lot of not, not a lot of dynamics to the song but my promiscuous daughter is one of those songs where i feel like there is that dynamic there's the highs the lows a little bit of buildup so there's a bit more going on in the song and it really kind of stood out to me so that that's why it's my number two honestly okay i i i think like knee deep is a better version of my promiscuous daughter i think knee okay. deep has more more of what i want out of promiscuous daughter than it does um but okay that's fine do we want to play any of these songs i don't think should we not play i don't know we've already played one song so do you want to play any of these these songs, or you just kind of want to run through? I don't really them? care. We can just run through them. Okay. Some of these songs are fucking good. Like my Tubi's disengage a simulator. Okay, dude, yeah, that song is good. It's a good song. It didn't make my banger list though. Oh my god, what is what what is happening, dear? It's a good. What is song, going though? on? What happened? <laughs> Nothing happened. It just fuck. Like like I said at the beginning of the episode, and I think I said it in the rankings too. Like this is a band that I need to sit down with more. I need to spend more time with to really kind of to really kind of absorb what's going on and 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 figure it out because this is not a one-time listen band. There's, these aren't these songs aren't made that way. They're meant for the slow burn. Yes, that's that's for so. sure. I, and and I listen to this album in three different ways: headphones, on my home system, and then also at the record store, which the record store is going through just one speaker. So mm-hmm. you're just getting, there's no dynamic whatsoever. So headphones, you're getting, a, like just like Interali with at the drive-in, you're getting a totally different dynamic than you yeah. are through one speaker at a retail environment. And Disengage a Simulator, this is, um, I guess getting into this one. This is a, this is like a cover song of CQI before CQI was CQI. Foreign Objects mm-hmm. was the band. Did you listen to the Foreign Objects version of the song? 
No, I did not. So, so the foreign objects version of the song is just aggressive, 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 aggressive. Not, not like like musically where it's like faster. It's just vocally, just very like guttural, very raspy, very yelling, very screaming, very much Cannibal Corpse sounding. Oh wow! But, but fuck, man. I think I think the way CKY did it is so much better. There's so much more layering. There's so much more depth, and I just love that fucking riff in the verse. I think that's besides '96 Quite Bitter Bings, it's the best riff on the album. Yeah, best riff I, on the album. Yeah, I mean that, that riff really is solid. It's and the so way that, goddamn good. And the way also the way the the bass transitions in and out of the verse and chorus. It's the bass playing on parts of this record are really underrated because i mean obviously they don't have a bass player in this band it's just two guitar players and really darren plays the bass but he's not a bass player so he just pretty much just follows along with whatever the guitar is doing which is fine but there are little moments like in this song where where the bass kind of cuts through and and he does something a little churches it up a little bit let's just say that which isn't even a lot because cqy is not a band that churches anything up so i don't know it's still a really good song i mean if anything, this would be a bottom tier banger for me. But it, it you know, final Oof. listen through this didn't this didn't hit my banger list. And I also listened to this record three different ways. I listened to it with earbuds, uh, through my speakers, and then through my car, my car stereo, which sucks. But but at know, least you're still I, getting I, the I different channels different and you're still yeah, getting yeah. a stereo thing. Really, earbuds headphones are the best way to listen to anything. I, I believe. Unless you have like a really, really solid stereo setup, but really earbuds, headphones are the best, the best way to go. I agree. Earbuds are the way to go. I, I have a decent setup, at least downstairs. And I think putting something loud and just being in a good mood while you're doing it also has like a lot to do with uh, the album that you're listening to. Yeah. And my but also, speakers are very loud. But like I said, CKY, they're not a dynamic band. It's no. just a wall of noise. There's not, there's not much to dive into in that sense well there's two guitarists playing essentially two guitars and a, and a bass playing the same fucking notes <laughs> and then adding a synth like a moog <laughs> in the background playing the same notes yeah, I know. <laughs> which is it's goofy and dumb and basic but again like that sounds like cky this motherfucker comes into the random record store in arizona says, is this cky what which is funny because like when when you look at a band like a big band record music they'll have multiple guitar tracks of just one part of just the rhythm section they'll have three different guitars just playing that rhythm section two guitars playing the lead you know it's it and in this instance it's just three guitars or two guitars and a synth and bass all playing the one it's like it's like they, they took out only a portion of like a normal big band recording like they just, yeah. they, it's like they never filled in the <laughs> gaps. Yeah. You know, they, they just took like a half-assed version of a recording at a big studio. And that's CKY. If that makes and this any comes, fucking sense. This comes from like, like Darren and Chad, like producing shit themselves. Like they, they know the sound that they want to achieve. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's this sound, but I think it is this type of sound because even uh, an answer can be found. Sounds like this. It's just better musicianship. Oh, so yeah. this is the sound they want. They want this I, I don't want to. I hate saying iconic because iconic makes you think like, oh, Zeppelin, iconic. But it is iconic. It's very unique to this band. And I think it's cool that these guys knew the sound that they wanted to achieve and achieved it fucking perfectly. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Just, the music was never, never quite there. And and a little bit of backstory on on this record and really the band too. I mean, outside of the CKY videos, 
the way that they all kind of well jess and darren had we they were in they played in bands prior to this and when they started recording this record it took about two years to record this record they ended up spending i think it was sixteen thousand or fifteen thousand dollars on the making of this record most of it was financed through uh darren's dad who did who financed most of it um and then they actually met chad uh in the studio chad was an was one of the engineers in that studio and he was working on the record with him and then they realized they struck up a friendship and then they realized you know they started working together playing together and then chad joined the band then the band became cky because like you said earlier they were a band called oil and then once chad joined the fold then they became cky that entity and then you know the rest is history and now they hate each other so um yeah that's that's the little backstory on this one on this album on this band but anyway disengage the simulator um what do you have lyrically on this one Supposedly this is about a guy who is fed up and tries to commit suicide by driving off some type of cliff or bridge, but on his way down realizes he doesn't want to die and then changes his mind, which I see all of that except for the changing in the mind part. I don't think that, I don't think that part fits the narrative. I don't think that part fits the music because I see, I do see it as like a suicide. Somebody's like, fuck this shit. I'm over it. But I think that the music lends to this like sort of calming vibe that makes mm-hmm. me think that this this guy in question is at peace with his decision so on his way down he's like yeah this is this is what i want and like that's that's what the, that, like that's what the fucking music sounds like i don't, yeah, I don't hear I, any questioning i don't i don't hear any second thoughts i think you nailed it because i i i heard the same thing about it like committing suicide and then regretting it at the very end but I didn't. I didn't pick that up on the lyrics either. That regret. I yeah. just felt like it was. It was the process of the guy committing suicide, kind of the thought, the brief thought process beforehand, and then the actual act of it. So and that matches the album entirely. I mean, the album is very fucking dark lyrically, and these, these lyrics were much better than I thought. That I thought these were gonna be throwy fucking lyrics. I thought these lyrics were gonna be garbage and, and goofy and juvenile. <laughs> but they were, uh, they're, they're no, you know, like Dustin Crenshaw, we did thrice, but they're pretty good. These are pretty good <laughs> lyrics. They're fun to, to, to read through. There's a couple different ways like you, you can interpret things. And I, I had a good time doing it. Yeah. And so, I mean, since we're bringing up suicide, we're talking about suicide right now. Let's talk about the cover art, the original cover art. Oh, so it was, so it was a, it, yeah, I thought it, I thought it was, uh, well, not the act itself, but the actual artwork was, was cool was yeah it was cool um it was it was of the suicide of a guy named bud dwyer but dwyer so in 1987 baby. what bud dwyer pennsylvania yeah he committed suicide um on tv i believe it was yeah it was have you ever seen I, the video i don't know if it was him oh it was him because he got he yeah. was accused of something yeah yeah he, t- he takes a revolver perjury, and, yeah. racketeering fucking yeah bribery i have seen that video crooked 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 yeah i watched that video like like back in college when i was like really into watching people die which you know whatever people go through that phase i remember watching it on gross on gross.com i watched on rotten.com yeah or rotten.com yeah yeah that's what i'm thinking of rotten.com fucking just weird shit dude everybody everybody goes through that phase right you just want to see people die so whatever oh there was yeah dude there was there was a point where this is like early twenties. My friend and I, my friend George and I, we were, we would be like late at night, and we'd start like this is when we were still using AIM, 
and but we we're still in our early 20s and we would start like talking and then we we'd start looking up videos of like the grossest sometimes most gruesome shit we could find but our only rule was our only rules were no animal cruelty and no children that was our those were all our rules but anything else was fair game oh and rape and rape was the other thing we we did we said no rape no children no animals so we'd scour the internet and find the most fucked up videos and send them to each other and it was horrific it was fucking horrific i just i can't believe what people do to each other or to themselves like a lot of the shit we found was just shit people doing people doing to themselves you know like like dick chop remember that shit yeah yeah Dude, there was some gnarly fucking shit man it was and again oh. like bringing it back to like 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 today's today's times right like you don't we don't need to search these rotten nasty fucking things because mm-hmm. every day on the fucking news someone's getting shot like some mass shooting You've seen is something happening. crazy yeah something is crazy is happening on the news every fucking goddamn day yeah, but this right. one, this one was insane. This this Bud Dwyer guy, this was uh, this was right when we were born. This is like the mid to late eighties, eighty seven. Right? So it was the year we were born. Yeah, yeah. We that, born that was the, the guy pulls a fucking gun out of like his jacket pocket while giving a speech, and just like and and you could hear everybody gasp too, like when he pulls it out, you get everybody gasp. But he does it so quickly. Like I've I. I just I I can't believe how quickly and fluidly he did it. The way he pulled it out of his pocket, put it into his mouth, and just shot it. It, it all happened within probably two seconds. Yeah, it's it's amazingly fast. And then he just immediately just drops. Yeah, and, and I just remember just the blood, <laughs> the amount of blood that came out of him, like out of his his nose and stuff. It was almost it was a revolver. It was like a yeah. fucking magnum revolver that he shot yeah. himself with. The hole in the fucking back of blood. his head was it's probably gone. the size of a fucking golf ball or a fucking softball. It was huge. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, I just I remember just the amount of blood gushing out of his nose and, and shit and mouth. It was it's yeah. a crazy fucking video. I think people I think I think if you're a grown ass adult you should go watch it because it's very sobering, I guess. Like it like I feel like watching this stuff as a as like a young adult, I feel like it's important watching it. And I feel like every once in a while watching these kind of videos is important because it's not that it desensitizes you. I feel like it it, it puts things into perspective and it makes things more of a, it just puts things in, in a bigger, in a better perspective. Like for sure. It because we are so, so desensitized yeah, because we're like, we are so desensitized to suicide and, and violence, but we never actually see the violence a lot of the times. You know what I mean? Like we're always told this is what happened, but we, but we never actually see the carnage of it. Yeah. And then, but, but once you are shown the carnage, you're like, wow, this is really, wow, this is fucked. And especially with like, with like politicians, right? Because everybody fucking hates politicians. Mm-hmm. But it's like, do you hate him this much? <laughs> like, yeah, just, seriously. Is, cause this guy was scummy, dude. This guy was a fucking scumbag for sure. Oh, yeah. No totally. doubt about it. But like this much of a scumbag? I don't know. I don't well, know. I mean, yes okay. or no? I don't well, know. Well, let's go, let's go back a little bit. Do we all know that politicians are scumbags? Because there's a lot of politician worship, especially in the last... 15 or so years. I don't fuck. Every politician, if, if you're going into the, the political sphere for making, for the, the, for the sole purpose of making money, you're a scumbag. If, yeah. If, I, no, I agree. I agree with you on that. scumbag. Don't care. No, I, I agree with you. But what I'm, what I'm saying is uh, there are a lot of people who don't believe that they worship these politicians. Oh, no. Like Trump, we, Obama, we, we, Biden, Our Bush. society worships politicians the way we worship fucking gods. It's And disgusting. it's fucking disgusting. It's, you know, 
fucking Bernie Sanders. Like, why are you worshiping these people? It's like they're they're just scummy fucking people. All of them. It's, it's, it's fucking no different than like like athletes. How we worship athletes and and we'll yeah. we'll, we'll fight each other. We'll kill each other over our sports teams. <laughs> I know and these people insanity. don't give a shit about you. It's absolute fucking insanity. But yeah, that was his cover art. Was, was this guy yeah. Bud Dwyer executing himself? And, and then they changed that pretty damn quick. Well, I mean, really, Volcom was the label that they eventually signed to, and then Volcom said, "Well, we don't want Camp Kill Yourself as as the as the name of the band, as the name of the record, so we'll just call it Camp." And that's kind of why they transitioned from the Camp Kill Yourself to CKY, and then, and yeah, and then they did after this re- the initial run of this CD because it wasn't really pressed on vinyl. I don't think. I think it, they put it on CD, and then it was there had this original artwork, and then when it was reissued on Volcom. That's when they changed their cover art to Chad up on stage during Warp Tour, yeah. Which, uh, which I that that's kind of a cool story too. They got kicked off of Warp Tour in 2000, I believe it was. They got kicked off of Warp Tour because they were uniting with fans who were protesting the vendors at Warp Tour for being too expensive. And I thought, dude, that's fucking rad. And that fucking stupid ass Warp Tour. It's like what Warp Tour did to Guttermouth because they they went against the grain. <laughs> Just to piss people off, and this is the same thing. This is like almost exactly the same thing. Fuck Warp yeah, Tour. I, fuck that well, shit. Hold on there, dude. I mean, I, I love going, but I don't want to say fuck Warp Tour because Warp Tour did do a lot of good for for no name bands, for bands that were just True. kind of on C C tier, D tier. But I mean, with any festival, there's going to be controversy, and yeah, I get it. There's going to be predatory things going on that at was any festival. Be the next thing. <laughs> I, I I get it. It's it's gonna happen. I don't like it. I don't love it. I think it could have been done better. I think they did do better as their years progressed. Um, but but also eh. Warp Tour. I mean, since like 2017, it a lot of things came to light, and a lot of people have come forward and said, you know, Warp Tour was like this this venue or this like you know this conduit to 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 predators because a lot of this music appealed to underage girls. And a lot of these girls were taken advantage of by a lot of these bands. A lot of shit came to light. Look at all the Burger record shit, you know. Yeah, but that's that not Warp Tour's fault. That's, no, I no, it's not Warp Tour's fault. fault. That's you no, and I agree. me. No, I agree. Failing like our friends and 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 friends of friends and friends. No, I, you know what I mean. That's I agree. That's just, but at some point, at some point, the organizers, the promoters, advertisers, they had to have gotten wind of what was actually happening. But, at that but point, they let it continue late. because of money. I don't. I don't know if they let it continue because, I mean, we only went to Warped Tour a finite amount of years, and it was only a compacted amount of years. Like we didn't go yeah. to the first one and the last one. You know what I mean? There was always like high school era and and beyond was the years we went to Warped Tour. Yeah. But by the time you by by the time a conglomerate as Warped Tour finds out something is happening and then decides on how to act on that thing that is happening. I mean, we were talking five, six, seven years. But you also think, but come on, really? Like a big thing that is the big thing that is warped, or you think they're going to admit about admit, admit something like this, something so negative about the warped tour, and then lose advertisers and all that kind of shit. But lose it's not concert warped goers. Tour's fault. It's fucking newfound glory I know. for the grooming. I, it's fucking simple no, plan. It's all these pop punk acts that, like you said, that like tailor to teenage girls, but then also like teenage boys and throw them in the same pit. And then never fucking say anything. It's not like Warped Tour's fault. It's every pop punk band that I we think love. it's a little bit of everybody. I, I mean, fucking, obviously, it's the most of the. It, it's 
it's shocking. 100% and, and, the fault. And yeah. I'm happy that like Blink-182 has not been like canceled at that point. Because come on, dude. Like yeah. listening to fucking Mark, Tom, and Travis show? Awkward. <laughs> weird. It is, yeah. 20 years later. <laughs> it's fucking weird. And we did the Britney Spears episode. Like, oops, I did it again. Like, that was... I can't even listen to that shit anymore. It's fucking weird. Yeah, I know. It's way, way, way too weird. I was Pervy I was blown and away. Rapey and disgusting, dude. It's fucking weird. You're right. You're right. It's, Especially it's, that first record, the Baby One More Time one. That was way worse than Oops, I Did It Again. Both were pop terrible. Punk, like, I think pop punk like started that kind of like grooming culture, but I think like the the My Chemical Romance era of like emo really like 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 owned it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right, and I, I don't think that's Warped Tour's fault. I think that's, I think that's fucking record label's fault. To be honest, I don't give a fuck. I think I think fuck everybody them. has some has has some fault in it. Obviously, it's more some more than others, but I think everybody is at fault. Yeah, but and it, whatever. God damn, dude, it's so irritating. Ugh. <laughs> fucking All right, bastards. so uh, so let's move on. What what song are we on? Damn. Move along, move along. We're on 3B. My 3B? You want to do your 3B? What's your 2B? No. Your 2B well, was fucking Promiscuous Daughter. Why? Because it's a good song. So what's oh, your 3B? God. My 3B is a human drive in hi-fi. And that's my number three, too. So yeah, what do you got? Boy. This is uh, this is, this is what you think CQY sounds like in this time, in this era, in this time frame. And this mm. is featured in a lot of CQY videos, this song, specifically that 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 staccato, like, goofy thing. And like the verse reminds me of Deco, the way he like that staccato like delivery. <laughs> That's very Deco sounding. That's what Deco was doing. And I think CKY the band and CKY the videos took from each other. I think CKY the band, you know, they, they had their mindset. They say, hey, we want to do this. But every time you see Deco doing his freestyles in the CKY videos, who's manning mm. like the, the, the fucking soundboard, right? Who's, who's creating the beats? And it's always like Chad. It's always... Chad's always back there. Chad's always fucking back there hitting them beats. And I think Chad is like the weakest member of the band because I don't think he does I don't think he does a lot. I think I mean obviously Darren does everything. And then Jess, I think, brings a lot of neutrality, middle ground. Also a lot of flair. I think Chad's like the middle. Chad is Chad looks the part. Chad looks like CKY. Mm -hmm. Right? Like Darren's just like this clean cut kind of white guy with Raekeon looking hair. But like Chad looks <laughs> scruffy, you know. He pissed on Gigi Allen's grave and shit. Like Chad's Chad CQI, dude. But like every time yeah, you see he's Deco the do star. these freestyles, it's always Chad Manning, like the, the little soundboard where he's hitting the beats. And so I, I think I think they both are pulling from each other. And I don't think CKY the band would have been as big had it not been for CKY the movies. And I don't think CKY the movies would have been as big had it not been for CKY the band putting their music in there. I think it was I would like agree this with you. symbiotic relationship. It was it was it was an art project. I mean, as as cheesy and stupid as it sounds, it was a giant art project. Yeah, that's what oh, it is. So good. It is. All it's put fantastic. On by fucking bam. Yeah. By a fifteen, yeah. sixteen-year-old, <laughs> controlling all of it. It's pretty remarkable. How much trust they put into this guy to create to create this whole CKY brand. And really, like bam, I mean, bam like knew knew how great Deco was. He knew how great Rab was. He knew how great. Rake was, you know, Rake Dunn was, and he put these people in their their element, right? Like Dika was the best at impressions, at freestyling, at just being the person to drive skits forward because he can just talk. 
Yeah. And that's what Bam did. <laughs> Bam put him in those positions. Dunn would just fucking do anything, right? When everyone yeah. else was like, ah, I don't want to do that. I, even, even fucking Steve-O wouldn't stick the car up his ass. So Dunn did it. <laughs> so and Dunn Bam did it. knew yeah. that. Bam knew like, hey, if, I, if nobody else wants to do this skit, then I have a good idea. I'm going to put it on Dunn and Dunn will do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then Rab was just there to have a good time, get drunk and do the nasty stuff. He did the nastier stuff. I feel like he was more, Rab was the, uh, was the whipping boy of the crew. He was the one that was like, Rab was the bottom of the barrel. I I, I see Rab as bottom of the barrel. Like, oh fuck, we're we're late. We're drunk. Let's just get one more shot in. I don't know. Put Rab in this. But he also did piss on a fence. The pissing on the fence, the shitting Shit on the on window. Shit on the fucking window, yeah. Dude, that was... Every time I watch that, I, I can't believe he actually did that. That is... <laughs> it. First of all, it's fucking disgusting. <laughs> but second, it is one of the ballsiest things you could fucking do in New York, which is already... I mean, it's already a gross city, but to do that in front of like a nice restaurant and just... Oh, dude, it, I just... I can't believe he did that in front of those... Right in front of those fucking people. I've, after watching after watching the CQYs and then did I watch so much CQY last night and then I watched Jackass and then I watched a lot of Jackass episodes and then I watched Jackass forever but I got thirty minutes in and turned it off because it's it's terrible yeah it's 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 nothing compared to the first three at all it's uh it's 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 bad but one of my favorite parts of the CQY was when Dunn no Deco puts. Deagle wipes his ass with toilet paper and puts it on Dunn's face and like wipes it and he's just like, oh, yeah. walk him aboard and like wipes it on his face and then Dunn wakes up and he's all pissed off and then Bam yeah. says, yeah, you should get him back. You should put jelly on him. And Dunn's like, what the fuck? Jelly? He put shit on my face and you want me to put jelly on him? Oh my God, I fucking lost it. Just the fact that like Bam thought it was a good idea to get back at somebody with poop with jelly. Dude, I oh, that was, that was probably then, like, my favorite part. And then the next day in the car, Deco is pissed at Ryan for pissing on him. And it's like, wait, you put shit on his face. He pissed on you, yeah, which is bad, but putting shit on somebody is way worse. And then, right, and then Dunn was like, well, Bam, at least Bam's a good friend. He was telling me to put jelly, jelly. on you. <laughs> <laughs> I think like love I'm no I'm no fucking scientist or, or nothing like that, but I think you could withstand <laughs> ingesting like urine longer than you could feces. Shit. Oh yeah. For I sure. think you'll For die sure. after like X amount of feces, whereas like urine would be like X to like the third power. There's no way. God damn, that's fucking oh, that's funny. So much worse. And then I also I, you know, I also what? saw I also saw this week that that when Bam and Dunn uh met they formed a band called called soul roach in high school okay have you heard of soul roach i have not so so bam and jess and then another guy I forgot they formed a band called soul roach in high school they were terrible they didn't have a singer and then when dunn first moved to pennsylvania and he's like yeah i'll sing and then they're like well are you a singer he's like no i don't fucking know how to sing i just i want to hang out and so they competed in their battle of the bands in high school and came in fucking dead last by like a landslide. And there was one video in that Ryan Dunn tribute thing. There was a video of them playing and it's so bad. It's so fucking bad. But it's so funny. It's so endearing. <laughs> See, I didn't watch that. I didn't end up watching that Ryan Dunn tribute, but I'm sure it was hilarious and sad. Oh, like dude, it was so funny. It was, it was sad at the very end. But I, I also never realized how grimy Ryan Dunn was. 
Like the dude, dude, like never showered. Like they would do like skits. They would do skits where he would like be like covered in shit or whatever. Remember the one where he was scuba diving in like the the waste treatment plant? Yeah. Yeah. All he did was get out of there and then like get hosed off and they went out drinking the same night. And so when they went out drinking the same night, he stunk like shit. In the entire bar, he stunk like shit. He never, he like fucking never showered. Do you remember that when, when after he does that and then they go back to Bam's parents' house? And then yeah, she makes him sit outside. Makes him sit outside, and then they throw the football at him, and it hits the table <laughs> at, right at the right spot. And he do. everything explodes and goes everywhere. Oh, it's so fucking funny! <laughs> oh, dude, another thing that made me laugh so hard when I was watching CKY was uh, the part where they they were filming that guy on the airplane picking his nose, and then it's the rea- it's Phil's reaction of watching that from watching that video. He's so and disgusted. Phil, He's so disgusted, but he keeps he cannot stop laughing at the guy picking his nose. It's such a dick thing to do, too. Like, dude, they just like bother this fucking. They they secretly film this guy on the airplane, (laughs) airplane doing something kind of objectionably gross. gross. Yeah, but like, come on, man, like it's fucked up. Leave him alone. (laughs) And then Bam's like, dude, you've been picking your nose for like an hour. God, that fucking (laughs) Bam's accent is so annoying sometimes, and it gets more exaggerated as the years go on. Oh shit! My dude, God, dude. good stuff. It's it, th- oh, and you know, I was texting you earlier, a couple days ago. I'd watched CKY four, and CKY four really is like I, I, maybe I mentioned it. CKY four yeah. is just like the B sides of CKY three, so it's the unused shit. Really, it seems like except but for the, the very the barrel off the roof thing. Like that's oh my God, the highlight. So fucking funny, the pussy. Oh God. The pussy part, and then when Ryan Dunn hits the ground, and he makes that good. <laughs> Dude, it looks like he dies. And then like, Bam, play, die. Bam plays that that grunt like repeatedly. It's so fucking funny. But then also at the end, when when Don Vito takes fifty shots of peach schnapps, yeah, and he just That's... he fucking takes him down like a champ. He's like, "Give me a glass, I'll do five at a time." And he just like chugs him. And then at the end, he's just like standing there, barfing, talking, barfing, talking. He's he's a disgusting human. He was a disgusting human being. Funny yeah. at times, but fucking disgusting. Man, Don Vito was just like a podcasting himself. Oh my god! Yeah, he did yeah. questionable. He did bad things toward the end, but prior to that, um, but even like that was like tragic. Like watching him, watching him take those like shots. That? And the whole oh, and the yeah. whole time you're seeing like like girls, you know, a third of his age sitting on his lap, you know, yeah, like woo girls, right? Wooing yeah. the whole time. <laughs> woo girls. And it's like, yeah, woo girls. Oh, you know what's fucking how many mother. But yeah, they, they woo girls. Woo. But yeah, watching those girls like sit in his lap and like doing that, it's like, dude, man, like you're you're worth more than this, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. This is this is not your life. I did like though how he was wearing the glasses with the Elvis. I bought too. those glasses because of Don Vito, dude. <laughs> Back when it was like during high school, I was it was a, a YMCA thing. It was a youth and government. I bought yeah. those Elvis glasses because I saw fucking like CKY and Don Vito wearing them. <laughs> Do you remember I had that Don Vito poster in my room for years? Yeah. Did, 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 does Tammy still have the fucking background of Don Vito on her phone? Yes, she does until this oh day. My yeah. God. So anybody who doesn't know, back in the day. I don't know, Hot Topic used to sell this poster where it was a black and white grainy picture of Don Vito 
and it said Don Vito, but it was like stylized like the Godfather. And it was, it's just so stupid and it's so ugly. And I got it when I was in high school and it was up on my wall for years, like into my adulthood. I was a grown ass adult. <laughs> and even when I met Tammy, girlfriend of the pod, um, you know, when we first met, she came into my room and she's like, what is that? She had no idea who Don Vito was, no idea what CKY was. She knew Jackass, but no idea what CKY was. So then I had showed her CKY and I had showed her, um, at that time, Viva La Bam was going on. So her and I got obsessed with Viva La Bam. And we both just, Don Vito was so funny on that show. I mean, obviously some of it is scripted, but it's still fucking hilarious. So then as a joke, I took her phone. This is like in 2007, probably. So she had this old fucking shitty ass phone. I took a picture of my poster and I put it as her background on her phone. And I swear to you, Jeff will attest to this, since 2007, her, the background on her phone has not changed. It is a picture of Don Vito. It's true. From that poster. And every time she's gotten a new phone, she puts that on there. Like, she's like, I'm like, oh, you, you got to put that as your background. And she's like, okay. And she'll like Google it, Don Vito on, on Google and then download it, put it as her pay- wallpaper and it's still there. It's Since 2007. It's fucking man. bizarre, incredible. <laughs> I, I don't know. I have a weird ass girlfriend. She's but fucking also, weird. But also, that's not even the weirdest part. The weirdest fucking part is she stood by that Blackberry for fucking longer than... <laughs> In the company Blackberry, it's you can true, stick by yeah. their own fucking product. That was the weirdest part. <laughs> she had her Blackberry, her Blackberry for like five years. Blackberry was like going under, and, and she still had. Nobody likes the Blackberry. Nobody. She loved it, and then she's she's such a clean freak, like a germaphobe, that she would take alcohol wipes and and wipe down her phone, wipe down that Blackberry to the point where the the paint was coming off of it. Like it was it was corrode. The phone was oh literally corroding. Because she was wiping it down every day with an alcohol wipe. And if you don't know what a Blackberry is, which I hope you don't, because then you can <laughs> Google it and look at how inconvenient and fucking stupid but this phone is. Prior to iPhones and smartphones, Blackberries were the coolest thing. Yeah, for like a minute. And even to this day, if you talk to Tammy about Blackberries, she'll say, oh, I wish I still had my Blackberry. I love my Blackberry. <laughs> she will say, she she loves that fucking thing. She would 100% go back to it. In my fucking life, I've never met anybody <laughs> as dedicated to the Blackberry as she was. Respect it, though. Respect it. <laughs> she's a fucking weirdo, man. I love her to death, but she's a fucking weirdo. Respect it. Oh, man. I'm going to tell her about this conversation, too. I'm going to tell her about the Don Vito and the Blackberry, and she's going to get so mad at me. Dude, the fucking Blackberry is what gets me. The Blackberry is what gets me. <laughs> objectively not a good phone it was at the time though it was it was cutting edge you can get but a sidekick she, but she kept the sidekick did the fucking same job no Bla- no 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 blackberries were way better than sidekicks uh, sidekicks yeah, were only popular you dude. never even had a sidekick what are you talking no, about but i didn't have a blackberry I had either but i know she they were i had both of them the blackberry was way better than the sidekick i had the chocolate the sidekick was, was only popular because of myspace and because of uh, scene kids that was and it looked cool when you fucking you hold it exactly. like a game boy and you flick it exactly exactly that was the only reason why. And then you fucking walking around with your indestructible phone. Oh, the Casio. So who the fuck are you talking fuck about? Yeah. You, oh yeah. You're fucking. You would throw that shit and it wouldn't even open. It wouldn't even get close no. to breaking. It was indestructible. I, I I I used to put that phone in a glo- in a bowl of water and then freeze it, and then have somebody <laughs> call it, and then you could see like the the front LED light up, and yeah. then it would thaw it out, and then it'd be fine. I remember you would try to overheat it too. You would put it like in the middle of summer. You would put it on your dashboard in your car. Dude. And just let it I sit there and see so if it would much. overheat. It never did. <laughs> so much. It was indestructible, man. It was wild. 
Oh, yeah. and then and then remember we did shoot it with a BB gun, right? Yeah. But that was we, after you you decided to get rid of it. But and yeah. that actually did break it. The BB yes. gun did break it. Damn, man, we were idiots. We still are, but yeah, well. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. back back to CKY. Um yeah. I don't know, man. What what do we what else do we have on this one? <laughs> uh I don't know. Let me So I, I do want to talk about the the music video that we that we also talked about. But like mm-hmm. um Chad filming a music video and then being hung from a tree mm-hmm. because it was supposed to be funny and, and, it, and I think it was disengaged the simulator was the was the music video for it. Yeah, it was I think yeah. it was supposed to be just him hanging there and convulsing it just as a little bit and the guy they hired to do it was just some fucking some guy probably not as a part of like SAG our 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 our, our stunt guys a part of SAG like the Screen Actors Guild no I don't think they are no I I think they're they're part of their own union but whatever it's like a safety yeah. thing right so like so like the guy they hired wasn't a part of any union he was just a guy that that was pretty convincing on he knew what to do and so he put a real noose around Chad's neck and then hung him by wires a thin wire but a thin enough wire to everyone's like, are you, are you sure that's going to fucking hold? That's a pretty thin wire, dude. And he's like, oh yeah, for sure it'll hold, it'll hold. Uh, well, the wire didn't hold and <laughs> they dropped Chad and he got fucking hung. Like he hung, yeah. he convulsed, he passed out and everybody thought he was just doing a good job and he was fucking unconscious for like 20 seconds. Yeah, he but literally like, was hanging. That's, that's yeah. death. Like 20 seconds, Fuck. that's death. Yeah, and you and, can watch that video. I mean, that shit's on YouTube. Like it's not even yeah. like on... Like the shitty parts of the internet, it that's actually on YouTube. That whole it's it's thing. fucking frightening. It is frightening. Yeah. And after they pull him off, he's clearly like dazed and confused. Even the next day, he's kind of like, yeah, I still don't really remember what's happening now. I don't remember what happened yesterday. Oh, he's probably it's, so uh, traumatized from that. It's frightening. Yeah, it's scary. Like, oh man, <laughs> the fucking guy almost like, died for a mediocre fucking metal song on an album dude he he entrusted this guy with his fucking life entrusted this guy with his life and the guy fucked up like that's kind of that's fucking scary and it's kind of scary because it's still happening today right with the whole baldwin yeah one of the baldwin which baldwin Baldwin, alec baldwin Baldwin. and and the whole gun thing it's like yeah dude like you kind of do trust these people to to hand you something or to do something for you with you and and you're putting your life or somebody else's life in in their hands, if it doesn't work out, then like, are you liable? Yeah, it's that that so, Alec Baldwin thing was crazy because like, who do you blame? I mean, besides like that stunt, that particular stunt coordinator, which I think all the blame is on. Her. I think it was her, but yeah, I think all the blame is on her. But then people are like, well, he should have checked the chambers. Like, dude, if you never fucking handled a gun before in your life, like, yeah, I I don't know anything about his background or if he goes shooting or if he has guns, but. If I handed somebody who's never handled, like Sloan, you know what I mean? Like if I handed him a gun, like, hey, can you check the chamber to see if it's uh, live or can you make sure the magazine's unloaded? Like, what the fuck that means? Yeah. Yeah, I, I get like, it. Tell, I tell get me it. to change like a Johnson rod in a fucking Ford, a 1965 <laughs> T-Bird. I don't know if that's a Ford or not. I think it's a Pontiac. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> is it what is Thunderbird? Is a Thunderbird just its own brand? I think a Thunderbird's or is a, Pontiac. It a Pontiac. Oh no, it is. You're right. You're right. Pontiac Thunderbird. Yeah, yeah, it is. I think I think we've proven numerous times on this podcast that we don't know dick we about cars. 
Like, no, in, no. like if an apocalypse happened and there was like a car that just needed like one little thing to it to start it so we can escape, like we'd fucking die. <laughs> we'd be dead. We'd be dead. Oh, wait, no. A, a Thunderbird is not... A T-Bird, no, right? Isn't a T-Bird a Pontiac? No, no it's a Firebird is a Pontiac. Oh, what is is there a Thunderbird? Thunderbird car. Let's see. <laughs> Does that even not exist? <laughs> no, Thunderbirds exist. My grandma used to buy one like every couple of years. Are you sure it wasn't a Firebird? And she loved her Thunderbirds. Oh, it's a Ford. Ah. Yeah, it's a Ford. They discontinued the Thunderbird in 1997. Yeah. Damn, they lasted that long? Holy shit. I don't know. I don't yeah. know dick about cars. I just know that, like, I know what I like when I, like, visibly see a car. And I want to say, hey, I like the look of that car. But I don't know anything yeah. about like an El Camino. Uh, how to fix it. The greatest Dude, car El Camino ever. be dope. I think like a, like a 1990 Monte Carlo blacked out. I think that'd be super Ooh. dope. I think a, like a late 60s Camaro. That'd be dope. That's about it. El Camino. A 19, anything, pretty much anything from the 1970s El Camino. Because it's half car, half truck. Which is amazing. Dude, and you then, hang out drinking in the back of an El Camino. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> also, you know what? I, I don't give a fuck. I think Cadillac Escalades. I fucking love Ew. those cars. Ew. I love Escalades. Oh. Those are f- such cool fucking cars. I love them. Dude, they're bulky. They're big. They're not roomy on the inside. They're still. Fu- they look fucking cool as hell, man. Eh. It blacked out. A blacked get out. out Escalade. Get the fuck. Get the fuck out of here, P Diddy. Fifty Cent. The fucking fuck limo. Here. Limo tint windows. Dude, that a black a black Escalade, man. That's that's guy, a cool dude. ass car, man. That and El Camino. Those are my two. Those are my two cars right there. You know what yeah. I would love to do is get a, get a, get an El Camino, fill the fill the the bed part of it with just ice, and just put a bunch of beers in there and just hang out and drink. That'd be fucking cool. Damn, right? That's That'd not a bad scary. idea. What if what put if we just threw up and just what if we just like chill, so what if we had trash. an account where we just threw like five dollars in a month, got like ten of us, five <laughs> bucks in a month. After like two or three years, we meet yeah. somewhere. And rent an El Camino and do that same exact thing. It doesn't cost <laughs> as much. Ooh, baby boy, what we got going on here? Oh. There, there is a guy on my street who has an El, a classic El Camino. You selling it? Buy it. Take no, it, steal I it. wish, dude. That'd be so cool. They're probably not even that, that much. They're probably like less than ten grand. They're not. I'm sure they're not that expensive. They're not like a super sought after car, classic car, I should say. They're getting more anyway. and more rare. Yeah, anyway, wait, come on. Yeah, we're, we're clearly, really, clearly really CKY doesn't have a lot to talk about. So. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but we kind of knew that going into this. I mean, yeah. there's just there's not a ton of talk ton to talk about. So let's I, uh, let's let's wrap it up then. Yeah. I nah. Oh, well, is there something else you want to talk about? No, I'm I'm just, I'm peeking through my notes here. See if there's anything I, I must talk about. I mean, not really. Yeah, there's there's nothing really more to talk about. I still even think we 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 talked a fair amount about the actual band and the album itself. It's just, just not a lot there. Really, there isn't. There's not. Sorry it's to a, all the CKY a, fans, though. It's a niche genre um, with guys that aren't exceptional at any of their instruments. The band right. itself is not exceptional at being a band. They are unique. I guess this is going to my rack, my wrap up. Yeah, they they are not exceptional at their instruments. They are unique. Their sound is very, very CKY, 
as you can tell by the guy walking into the record store and immediately recognizing CKY. I just I don't think this this group, I don't think this group would be anything, without, without Bam essentially without Bam. I think this group owes a lot, maybe like eighty percent of their success to Bam. I would agree. And that's that's not to say they're bad. That's not to say they're 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 dumb. I just think that like, they're just they're too vanilla at what they do. Even though they sound nothing like anything else, I just, I just think that they owe so much to Bam. But I love this album. This album grew on me this week. 96 Quite Bitter Beings. If you took 96 Quite Bitter Beings out of this album, we would never be fucking talking about this. This would never even happen. You're right. But be- You're right. because that song exists, God damn, dude, that song. I don't know if it's like nostalgia. I don't know. But that song is a fucking beyond banger, like you said. That song is unbelievable. Everything about it is perfect. So because of all that, because of the lore, because of who these guys were, because I like watching Chad piss all over Gigi Allen's grave, because I like watching Jess get slapped in the face by Jimmy Pop, because I like all of this stuff. Uh, yeah. I, I'll, I'll still give this like a, I'll give this a 2.25. I'll give this a 2.25. I would buy this in the vinyls. It's not really available that often, um, but mm-hmm. I would buy it in the vinyls. I would listen to it, but this is strictly a band that's uh, I'm buying because of nostalgia. Okay, that's it. that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. All right, my uh, that's I mean that's a good rating. I that's not bad at all. At least you didn't give it a perfect three out of three like you normally do. Um, well, well I don't believe that, dude. It's true. My uh, my final thoughts. Um, this band, like you, I, this band grew on me this week. I didn't think I would ever really listen to this record in its entirety. Um, because yeah, ninety six is such a better song. I mean, it's just such a great song. It just blows every other song out of the water on this record. I mean, I I don't even know the last time I listened to an answer can be found that one the third record. It's been probably at least ten years since I last listened to that record. Um, and really, whenever I go back to CKY, it's either ninety six, quite bitter beans, or it's whatever. What if I'm watching CKY or Jackass? You know, that's the only time I'm, I'm ever listening. I'm ever hearing this band. But it was it was a fun listen through. A lot of like I said, this is like a lot of background music. It's still good, but it's just not fantastic or great nothing really is bad here um i would get this record on vinyl if it was like 15 20 bucks i'd pick it up answer an answer can be found i'd pick that up on vinyl as well but that that's as far as i would go but like you it's all based on a lot of it's based on nostalgia both the records volume one and an answer can be found it's mostly nostalgia and i love it and i agree with you this band would really be nothing with if it weren't for bam because bam is way more important to the culture to skate culture, especially music culture in a lot of ways um, than people give him credit for, especially in light Damn. of everything that's been happening to him since everything that's been going on with him, I should say uh, in the last 10 or so years. So with that, I'm going to give this record a two out of three, two out of three. I would go back to it again. So yeah, I didn't, we didn't explain this, but uh, three is a perfect album. Two is a good album. You're going to continue to listen to one is a bad album, but give it a shot, and zero is the worst thing you've ever heard. So, with that being said, I'm giving this a two out of three. We could we could do a pot on just Bam, like Bam's Dude, we Bam's influence on skate culture rivals that of like of Tony fucking, Hawk, you know, like Dogtown and Z Boys. Yeah, Tony Hawk, no, totally. Like God you said damn, earlier, dude. he's not the greatest skater, 
but what he did for the scene was so important so goddamn important and he's not i don't think he's given nearly enough credit for that i mean like if it wasn't for like bam and cky i never would have started skating at mm-hmm. all ever i never fucking would have bought a skateboard I was never good at it. I'm still not good at it, but like I never would have even fucking done it. I would never, never gone to a skate park. And a lot of kids would say the same thing. It was because of Bam. It wasn't because of Tony Hawk. It's because of Bam. Because Bam. Because yeah. because what Bam did was he 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 humanized the sport. You know, I mean, I don't. I, maybe that's not even the right word. He humanized and popularized it because he showed that it could just be like your friend, you and your friends, fucking around. Yeah. It's not like these big vert skaters like Tony Hawk. You know, he was a vert skater. He wasn't like a street skater like like Bam was. You know, and and then Bam throwing in the stuff with his buddies and well, the watching like CKY like like Deacon was a terrible skater. Fucking he did only not skated like a handful of times and every single he, time ate shit. Do you remember when he? It doesn't age well now, but it was right after nine eleven, and he dressed up in like in in. Middle Eastern garb. I don't know exactly what kind of you know clothing he was wearing, but then he put on the accent and they had the sign that said Afghanistan, and then he dropped in on yes. that vert and he just completely ate shit. Instantly, face planted, face completely face planted. You know what the fuck he's doing? It was great. It was so but funny. It was like, but it's like if that guy can fucking do it. Like why can't I? Good stuff. Good so stuffs. good stuffs. That's all I have on this one. You got anything else to to add to say? That's it. That's all. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, give us five stars. Five stars only. Tell all your friends. And that's it. That's all. Brandy Paul.